The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Peter Dowdle is with us. Are, are you Cork as well, Peter? That I would have thought now with your years <laughs> of, of media and PR <laughs> training that you would know you should never ask somebody where they're from. Oh, I thought it was just age and politics. No, you should never ask anybody where they're from because if they're from Cork, you'll know about it. <laughs> and if they're not, it's not really fair to ask them, do you know? So yes, I, I, I am from Cork. Yes. Well, I, I, can you give us an answer to this thing of the difference between um, city and county? Is it true that the county hates the city? I wouldn't have thought anybody hated people from Cork City. But Thanks, <laughs> Thanks. Have you met Ty? The two of you can get on very well. Uh, we have, of course, uh, buckets of gardening questions that are flying in our direction. If there's any that you do want to ask, you can fire them in to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. First, asking about mulching beds. What are the best options uh, of mulch to use uh, and when to do it? Well, mulching in the garden, Anton, it's actually a fantastic thing to do. We, we, we tend to think of people, or people may tend to think of mulching just in terms of weed control and things like that, and, and it will. It mulch, a mulch will keep down weeds. But very often, people use this desperate uh, plastic fabric underneath to keep the weeds down. Uh, and the reason I say it's desperate is because you're, you're killing the soil beneath. You're just putting a layer of artificial plastic on the soil. And the soil, think about it here for a sec, we rely on the soil for everything. We rely on it for the trees to grow, to give us oxygen, all our medicine, all our food, everything comes from the soil. So you don't want to be putting this artificial plastic well, on top people not think, it. well, it's there and you're not doing it. Like, what happens to it if it wears a hat? What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, well, you see, if it wears a hat, if it wears a natural hat, like mulch, like bark or farmyard manure or seaweed or any of these kind of things which we use as a mulch, well, then the magic is really happening. Um, I remember going to soil science lectures back in college and I struggled to keep my eyes open. But now as, I, as, I, as I'm maturing, let's say, I find it absolutely fascinating all the reactions that happen in the soil, the earth worms come up to the surface, they bring the humus down, they're ploughing it and, you know, Dar- Darwin said that we owe more to the earthworms in, te- in terms of evolution than any other thing on earth, right? So if we put down this layer of plastic, we're stopping the earthworms from doing their job. They can't come up and bring down the debris, the, the, ba- the, the bacteria and the fungi can't work, do their magic. I have to go on a slight tangent. Have you ever seen seagulls trying to catch earthworms? Do you know I haven't? Oh my God, it's amazing. Watch, if you ever see a seagull when they're on grass, they do this little... With their little feet. Oh yes, I've seen that actually. Yes, yeah, yeah, Apparently, yeah, yeah. it simulates it rain. It brings so they go, them up. Oh, and they get yeah, knobbed. Yeah, yeah. So, if you want all of this good stuff to happen with the earthworms and the um, hummus going into it and all the rest of it, how do you mulch and when? When do you do it? Is now okay. a good time of year or at any stage? Well, outside of Dublin, no, we don't put hummus in the soil. Of course, we just put humus in the soil, right? But humus, sorry, <laughs> hummus we put we'll on toast. Up in Dublin. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, you can use any organic material really as a mulch to answer the question. Um, you can use bark and 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 gravel and things like that to, to, to prevent weed growth but, but mulch does so many other things it doesn't just prevent weed growth it'll protect the roots from frost during the winter it'll it'll help to reduce the amount of water lost from evaporation during the summer but then you also have all that magic going on so the, 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 the right time to do it to answer his question is now the correct depth to use is important because if you're not using the fabric, which I urge you not to, you want to cut off light and oxygen to the soil. You won't do that with half an inch or an inch. You'll do it with three or four inches. Okay. Interesting one in. Our daffodils are already above ground. Is this normal? That's unfortunately, it's becoming more normal. I say unfortunately. Now, daffodils aren't actually beneficial to the bees anyway, but in, in the bigger picture, things are. Studies have shown, I'm, I'm a bit of an anorak, I'm afraid, when it comes to my plants, Anton, but studies over the last couple of years, in fact, it was a 15-year study in a German university, has found that things are flowering now. On average, I think it's six weeks earlier than what they did pre-1984. Now, to, to you or to many, that may not sound like important, but actually you're throwing the whole kilter out because now the bees are coming out to pollinate. Plants are already dead. Flowers are already flowered. The, bee, the, the whole thing is out of kilter. So it does lead to, to a worrying future, unfortunately, obviously. Um, in terms of the daffodils, 
they're not an important one really ecologically anyway so it's not going to be damaging that way but it, it, it's symptomatic of a far more serious issue alright yeah. and will they survive the winter that oh they will they will, will. They, they, I mean they, they'll be fine in the cold temperatures and they'll flower away but uh, it just it, it, I wouldn't plant my daffodils until now they, you see they arrive in supermarkets in kind of July and August now uh, but still nature hasn't changed you shouldn't plant them till really till October November Interesting one. How do I stop magpies from destroying my garden? Are magpies that damaging to the garden? Well, they can be annoy- an annoyance more than anything. They can pull plants out. They're, I wish I had a magic wand. I wish I could answer it. Really, you're back to things like, you know, scarecrows, believe it or not, they do work. 12 gauge. Uh, yeah, 12 gauge if you want. You see a lot of people with the, the CDs hanging from rope and, and shiny plastic water bottles. Does that and work? Because magpies are bright. They are bright. And, it kind of, and, they, and they come to shiny objects, you know. So it, whether or not it works, I'd much rather have a magpie in the garden than a string of CDs and plastic bottles, you know. You know what I mean? I don't like them. Another one. I'm looking for ideas for ground creeping plants that are best for banks, for a new garden, and also the best creeper to hide a fence. Okay. Okay. Well, for creepers for for ground cover plants, if you like, uh, depends on several things without going too far into it. So, number one, you need to see your aspect, whether it's sunny or shaded. That'll determine your plant choice. Whether the soil, if it's a bank, it's probably well drained because it's on a slope. Um, so you do need to look at things like this but a couple of good suggestions it's hard to look further than the flower carpet roses they're, they're a really good foolproof ground cover plant loads of mine are still in flower at the moment actually they've been in flower six, seven months now uh, Aster is a great one because the berries there will feed the birds during the winter and the flowers will feed the bees during the summer um, you have others then you could look at you know depending on how big the bank is you could look at alpine plants like aubrichias and campanulas and things like that uh, for a smaller area and in terms of creepers what you need to look at again is your aspect, so how much light it is or isn't getting. You need to look at soil type drainage. And then you look at other things like do you want an evergreen one like the ivy or do you want something that loses leaves like clematis, loses its leaves, but it's fabulous flower during the summer. Uh, and then you look at the last... It is the greatest pain in the neck. <laughs> it grows at 150 miles an hour, so you go from nothing to having acres of the stuff everywhere that you don't want it. And then directly before autumn, it leaves seven tons of leaves on top of your grass and kills But everything. isn't it a beautiful pain in the neck? It the is flowers, beautiful. And, and the leaves will actually great. Well, the leaves will give great compost. So, but you've all those to look in. What I, I suppose the short answer to that question, the best climber I would go for, provided you're getting enough sunlight, it's a mouthful of a name now, I'm afraid. It's Tracheliospermum jasminoides. We, we call it the evergreen jasmine. That's it's easier way yep. to remember, uh, even though it's not a jasmine, but that's for another day. Um, it's evergreen, it's flowering, it's scented, it's not self-clinging. It will do pretty well in most aspects except full shade. When you say not self-clinging, that means you have to tie it to whatever it's going to grow. Exactly, up, yes. You need a trellis, a wire or something to uh, hold on to What's the it. best for that? Is it, is it trellis or are you better to just do single attachments to the wall? Depends on the situation. Uh, if it's, uh, I, I quite like using the trellis because it takes the blank look off a wall immediately. Okay. Uh, I suppose wire is a cleaner look. Wire from, you know, just lengths of wire to, to keep it up is a cleaner, cleaner look or else go for something self-clinging. Peter, a, a great pleasure talking there to uh, Peter Dowdle, our uh, expert garden designer from Cork, uh, just to be clear. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.